um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now listen to this. I've said this to some of my Bible studies group, and I want you to, uh, if what you see, what the answer is, Tom. From 14, it reads, the natural person, okay, let me ask you a question. What, how many types of people is spoken about in these four verses? The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually understood. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. But who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And now into 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. My question to you is this. How many types of people were spoken about there? Shout it out. Don't worry about putting your hands up. Good. Free. There are three types of people in the world. Irrespective of what people look like. Irrespective of what people sound like. Irrespective of their... Of, of how they walk or how they dress. There are three types of people in this world. It is a spiritual person. A baby in Christ. Or a natural person. A natural person is an unbeliever. There are two types of believers. A spiritual and a baby Christian. Now it has nothing to do with how old you are to be a spiritual Christian. You can have someone who's been saved for 50 years and is a baby Christian. So it's got nothing to do about your time being with God. It's about how much of God have you allowed to really manifest in you. The difference between the two types of Christians is this. A baby Christian looks just like an unbeliever. The difference between a baby Christian and an unbeliever is that the baby Christian actually has Christ in them. So you may have a ton of people, maybe inside this room, who are your friends, who go on like baby Christians. The second type of Christian is the spiritual Christian. It's the person who's not looking at the world or what the world offers, or their own situation, or their own bad beliefs, but is looking at the cross of Christ. Not just the cross of Christ, but is just looking directly at Jesus. Side note. I grew up as a Catholic and in most Catholic churches what you'll see presented somewhere is a huge crucifix. And when I got saved I went back to this church that I, that I used to go to and I was like to myself, you know what? Jesus ain't on the cross anymore. He's seated on the throne. I know who I am and I know where I am. You know what I mean. Now, I say that not into condemnation. I don't think not all Catholics are saying that it's not true. But I say that to you because of this. If you don't know where Christ is right now, you've got problems. You can only truly get into the inner core knowing that he truly is seated at the right hand of the Father. And everything that he is has been given to you. That has to be key to you. If you don't know this, my instruction for you is to get to know this. Know your spiritual blessings. Google is wonderful. Okay? Google's great. Find out if you don't know how, who am I in Christ, Google who am I in Christ. And Google will give you some, some, some 
some, some, some nice verses in the Bible. Get these verses in your mind. Because if they're not in your mind, this will happen. Okay. Bro, can you stand up for a second? This is a typical example of what goes on with young Christians your age. Okay. So a situation will, will, will take place. I'm a young Christian. He's, he can be a Christian. He's just one of my friends who's an unbeliever. It doesn't really matter. We'll be walking down the road. And a situation will arise. And the situation, if I don't know who I am in Christ, what will happen is my output will come from my default setting. My default setting is whatever I truly believe inside. Sorry, bless you, right? So if I haven't changed my default setting by the word of God, even though I am a Christian, I'm going to do exactly what the world would want me to do exactly what I would used to do before I was saved. Do you understand? So just because you have the life of God in you doesn't mean that everything is going to change. The capacity for everything to change is there. But you have to do what you need to do and get yourself in the Word. Amen? Okay. Let's dig a bit deeper. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Just write it down. You don't need to hunt it down. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Um, chapter 6, verse 12 says this. For our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That sounds like a lot of information. In, in basic truth, it means this.
Bible says that we no longer live by sight, but we live by faith. And as a result, this mountain must be ye removed. So I can see what the real issue is. So I can pray against that. So the situation with this person changes. This is a poor truth here. If you're really close to God, 
you are at the core level, at the core layer. If you're far from God, there are many layers of deception in front of you. It may look like a nice picture, but if I take certain layers away, the things that make the picture start disappearing. Understand? Your, your goal is to get to a point where there is nothing affecting what you truly see and what you should really be seeing is Christ. Anything else, anything less, it's a lie. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Very interesting. Simple. Just write it down. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. It says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is what I said. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. You will only get into that peace in the inner core. And it says that it surpasses understanding. So that means the peace that God can give you, that mind of Christ is beyond intelligence. You are not smarter than the devil. Don't get it twisted at all, you're not. <coughs> Your only saving grace is grace himself, Jesus. His mindset is what you need. Friends, 
You don't need to try and win an intellectual argument. You let God do the talking. And all you were was a vessel. That's the Christian world. It's not about intelligence. In a way it is. Are you going to use your intelligence to get closer to God? I want to show you something which I found a few days ago. 
through the study and I'm shocked to be honest with you. I want you to go to Revelation chapter 12 verse 2. I'll read it out if you haven't. Revelation chapter 12 verse 2. I'm going to read it in the NLT. I'm going to read from 2 to 5. Okay, so it says, she was pregnant and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on, on his head. I'm worried about these imagery at the moment. His tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. Listen to the last few lines. He stood in front of this is, the, uh, this is the devil. He stood in front of the woman as she was a, as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all the nations with an iron rod, and her child was snatched away from the dragon and was brought up to God and to his throne. Long story short, we're talking about Jesus. However, the Bible also talks about that every person has an angel. And I said to myself, hold on. If every person has an angel, because the word says that, what else are we against? Or what do we, what do we have? What, what else happened at birth? And God said to me, every person has an angel, but know this. There are demonic entities which are designed to live against you specifically. And where do I get that? from the verse we just read. There is a pattern that doesn't change. As much as there have been angels to protect you so you can receive the, the, the message of the gospel and the life of Christ, there is also demonic agencies working specifically against you. And you have to understand there's a difference between a demonic agency working against you, the believer, and against an unbeliever. To the unbeliever, he wants to keep the unbeliever an unbeliever. To the believer, he wants to reduce your time with God. Because in your time comes his presence. And with his presence becomes his power and his fruit. More time with God is transformation. Is clarity. Is making the right decisions.
your only power is Christ in you. That's it. If you don't seek God's presence in prayer, you're walking out spiritually naked in a way. Yes, you're clothed with righteousness because you're saved, but the Bible also says, put on righteousness. So that means you have to actively do what you need to do, which is read, know, believe, walk in it. It is by the grace of God that's in our this. It is by the grace of God that God allows us to do half the things we do without prayer. It is by the grace of God that I've had the audacity to go to work some days and not pray beforehand. Why? Because that moment when I didn't open my mouth and stand in agreement with God could have been the moment when I needed to most. Not to save my own life per se, but to be in the right position to save someone else's. So guys, that's it. I couldn't go on, but prayer, the inner core is where you want to be. The inner core is where you want to be. 